0: Okay, Isaiah chapter number 3 and verse number 10. The Bible says here, Say ye to the righteous that it shall be well with him, for they shall eat the fruit of their doings. Now, as I was studying for um, my sermon this week, this verse and um, uh, specifically the first part of this verse really stuck in my mind. It says, Say ye to the righteous, that it shall be well with him. Now, notice first of all who he's speaking to here. He says, say ye to who? To the righteous. So he is speaking to those of us who are called and who are considered righteous in God's eyes. And you know if you study your Bible you will clearly find this is one of the ways that born-again Christians are referred to in the Word of God. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse number 21, the Bible says that we are made right, the righteousness of God in Him, meaning in Christ Jesus. In Philippians chapter 3 and verse number 9, the Apostle Paul wrote, "...and be found in Him not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. And also in Romans chapter 10 and verse 3 and 4, the Apostle Paul wrote, For being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God for Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to every one that believeth. You see, the Bible is abundantly clear that when an individual through faith turns from his wicked way and he turns to Christ to trust in him and to follow him as his Lord and Savior, then that individual is seen by God as righteous, amen. Now, not listen, not because of what we have done, but because of what Jesus has done for us on an old rugged cross for those of us who have trusted him as our personal Lord and Savior. Uh, So we can be abundantly clear that what Isaiah writes here in Isaiah 3, verse 10, is to the born-again believer. Okay, so if a man is still unrighteous, because he has refused to turn to and trust in Jesus Christ as his personal Lord and Savior, then listen, friend, what Isaiah has to say here does not apply to you. But if you have been born again by the Spirit of God, because you have turned to and you have trusted in Jesus Christ, as your Lord and your Savior, then what Isaiah says here completely and directly applies to each and every one of you. He says, it shall be well with the righteous. I like that. I hope you have that underlined in your Bible, maybe even circle that word shall, amen. You notice that it does not say in prosperity or in good health. Or in good times, it shall be well with the righteous. That's not what it says. But simply it says, it shall be well with the righteous. There is no maybe, okay? He does not say might. He does not say possibly. But instead, Isaiah is making a definitive statement That through all things, at all times, it shall be well with the righteous. Amen. Now listen, I I understand that the lost, that the unsaved, that the unrighteous man, listen, they have no foundation. No foundation for it to be well with their soul. Because their life, listen, it's built on what? What's it built on? It's built on sinking sand, right? On the cares, the affairs of this world, all they can gain in this world. It's all sinking sand. Their life is built on all these things. And when those things start to get removed, guess what? They crumble, and it's not well. But listen, that is not the case for the born-again believer, amen? Because as a born-again believer, my soul is founded on Jesus Christ, who is the rock of my salvation. And I have every reason for it to be well with my soul. Because what I have in Jesus, praise the Lord, what I have in Christ, I cannot ever lose. I'll tell you what, it's, it's really easy for us to get down in the mouth about what we're going through in our life. It's really easy for us to have a cup which is half empty concerning our lot which we have been dealt. But I think it's time for us born-again Christians to stop for just a moment and to do a little inventory of our lives. And just pause for a second and just really consider what I really have in Christ Jesus. Because listen, there there is no maybe, there is no possibly found here in Isaiah 3.10. No, it says, shall be well with the righteous. Shall be well with him. And listen, friend, there is really only two reasons for it not to be well see, what he mean, preacher? Well, the only re- re- two reasons I can think of in my mind for it not to be well with an individual is either because you have forgotten what you have in Christ as a believer or because you don't have anything to begin with. Because you are an unrighteous, lost, unregenerate individual whose life is built upon nothing but the sinking sand of this old world and it is not well with you. So this morning, I want us to take a th- time to just stop and pause and consider why it shall be well with the righteous. And maybe you need to ask yourself as we go through these things, is it really well with me? If it's not, maybe is there something that needs to be dealt with? Maybe it's because I've not been born again. Maybe it's because... I haven't taken time to consider all that I have in Christ, and so I'm worried and I'm fretting and I'm and I and I and I and I'm so down and downhearted in my life because I'm not taking time to look for what I've got in Christ. Amen. Circumstances cannot change what I have in Jesus, because it shall be well with the righteous. I want you to notice today as we consider this. I want to notice six things. Um, concerning why it is well with me as a born-again believer. Why it is well with those who are considered the righteous. First of all, because I am well-fed. Now, I am not talking about fried chicken, Thomas and Melinda. I know you're smirking in your homes already. Okay, um, I know God will provide her every need. I know Jesus said, I've not seen the righteous begging bread. But listen, friend, what I'm talking about is I'm talking about that spiritual bread. Amen. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. He said, I am that manna which fell from heaven. He is, listen, he is the water from the rock. He is, listen, friend, he is all that my hungry soul and thirsty soul needs in this life and longs for in this life. I believe, listen, this, this is why Job could say in Job 23, 12, I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. Because in him, I find, listen believer, if you've not realized this yet, you need to realize this, in Jesus Christ, I find all that my longing, thirsty, hungry soul needs. (laughs) Jeremiah wrote this in Jeremiah 15 and verse 16. Thy words were found, and I did eat them. And thy word was unto me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. You see, listen, friend, my Lord and his precious sweet words. Are all I need and he satisfies the longings of my hungry soul and so I can say come what may hey listen bad times may come difficulties may arise hey listen Paul was in prison he could still sing he could still pray Daniel was in the lion's den. Listen, he he took heart in God, amen? He still prayed. Hey, listen, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were thrown in the fire. But listen, they took heart in their God, amen? Did they not? Listen, my friend, can we not say it is well with my soul? I'm satisfied because all I have, all I need, my hungry, thirsty soul needs is found And my blessed Redeemer, Jesus Christ, he is that bread of life. He is that manna from heaven. He is that water from the rock. He, Christian, is all that my hungry, thirsty soul needs. Hey, listen, the lost man, they don't have this. Find it, friend. There's no satisfaction in the things of this world. You're not going to find it in possessions. You're not going to find it in money. You're not going to find it in lewd and crude, living, sinful lifestyles. You're not going to find it in those things. There's no satisfaction in those things. But let me tell you, friend, there is satisfaction which is found in the blessed Redeemer, the bread of life, and the living water. That alone, in Him alone, can I find the satisfying that I need in my soul and life. Listen, it shall be well with the righteous. Why? Because I'm well fed. I am well fed satisfied in my blessed redeemer number two because i am well clothed look with me if you would at isaiah 61 isaiah 61 verse number 10 i'd like to read I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God, for he hath clothed me with the garments of salvation. He hath covered me with the robe of righteousness, as a bridegroom decketh himself with ornaments, and as a bride adorneth herself with her jewels. Boy, I like that, don't you? Listen, friend, as a born-again believer, as a born-again Christian, I am clothed with the garments of salvation, and I am covered in the precious robes of the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. And as I was thinking of this, I was thinking of, I was thinking even of that prodigal son. You think about that story, that prodigal son. He went out in that wicked vial living separated, separated from the Father. As that son came back, the father said to the prodigal in Luke 15, 22, so also has my God said to me through and because of Jesus Christ. He says, listen, he says, bring forth the best robe and put it on him. And listen and put a and, and and put a ring on his hand and put shoes on his feet. Hey, listen, praise God. When we lost sons come to our senses, Amen, and we repent and we turn back to the one who created us and the one who wants to redeem us, Amen. He gladly exchanges our our filthy rags of self-righteousness for his glorious, his wonderful, his beautiful garments of salvation, Amen. Well, I'll tell you what, that's something to shout about. Go ahead and take a lap around your house, Christians. Amen. (laughs) Now I am seen clothed. I am seen in my right mind, and I am seen sitting at the feet of Jesus. Amen. Hey, who does that remind you of? A certain maniac of Gadara. When he met Jesus, is that not what happened to him? When you met Jesus, is that not what happened to you? Now beautiful in God's eyes. Through his covering. And all you can say is praise the Lord. And all you can say is lift your hand to heaven. And say it is well. Amen. It's well with my soul. I'm well fed. I'm well clothed. Amen. Number three. I am well housed. I am well housed. Psalms chapter 90 and verse number one. Psalms 90 verse one. Lord, Thou hast been our dwelling place in all generations. Then you look over at 1 John chapter 4 and verse number 15. The Apostle John wrote, Whosoever shall confess that Jesus Christ is the Son of God dwelleth in him and he in God. Listen, friend. Jesus Christ is the ark of my salvation. Just as Noah got in that ark and God sealed the door and protected him and kept him safe through the wrath of God that was poured on that old wicked world, Jesus is my ark and in him I am safe from all the wrath of God that will one day be poured out against sin on this old wicked world. Jesus is my refuge. Jesus is my strong tower. Jesus is my fortress, amen. And I, listen, I may never have a home in this old world of my own. I may never have one. But you know what? I have an eternal home. The Bible says, whose builder and maker is God. And it is in him. It is in him that I dwell. It is in him that I That I find shelter from the storm. Amen. It's in him that I find that I'm sealed. Unto the day of redemption. It's in him that I am safe and secure. Yes it is well with me. For the Lord is my strong habitation. That's what it says in the book book of Psalms. And the Lord is my refuge. Praise the Lord. It is well with the righteous. I'm well fed. Hey, listen, everything I need is in Jesus. He satisfies my soul. I'm well clothed. I've I've been clothed with the garments of salvation, with the robes of his righteousness.
1: Praise the Lord. I'm
0: not worthy. I got to trade in my my filthy rags of self-righteousness for his glorious robes of righteousness. Thank you, Jesus. And I am well housed. I don't deserve it, but as I have chosen to trust in him, I get to dwell in God Almighty as my Lord, my Savior, and my fortress, and my strong tower. I want you to notice number four tonight, or this morning. I am well married. Think about that. Now granted, I am very well married. I've got a beautiful wife, but that's not what I'm talking about this morning. If you're a born-again Christian that you have said, I do, to the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't you dare think otherwise. Don't you dare think you play games with God. You pray some prayer, and then you have a relationship with God. There's going to be a commitment taking place in your life where you truly say, I do, to Jesus, to turn from your wicked way, to turn to God, to give your life to belong to Him. When you truly, you commit your life to now belong to him as the beloved of your soul. Hey, I, I believe that's why the Bible can write um, in, the, in the New Testament, and, and any man that loved not the Lord Jesus, let him be anathema maranatha, Let him be accursed at the Lord's coming. Why? Because he knows that those who are truly born again, they're in love with God. They're in love with the Lord because he is their beloved. They've made that covenant with God. They've given their life to belong to him. And listen, friend, he as a good husband. Listen, I, I try to be a good husband, but you know what? Sometimes I'm not always as good as I ought to be. Sometimes I'm not the man that I need to be to give my best to help my wife and my children. But I'll tell you what, we've got a perfect husband as believers, don't we? His name is Jesus. As a good husband, listen, he has given everything. He has given everything that he's got. On an old rugged cross, he gave everything that he had to provide for you and to make you his own. Wow, I'll tell you what, that's love, is it not? As Jeremiah said in Jeremiah 31 in verse 3, He says here concerning the Lord, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness have I drawn thee. That talks of our God and his interaction with us. Is that not what he did with you when he brought you to that place of repentance and faith with his with his loving kindness, he drew you to that place of salvation where you'd give your life to him and trust him as your Lord and Savior. And say, I do, Jesus. I want you to be my God. I want you to be my Savior. I want to follow you. I want to live for you. I want to commit my life to now belong to you. Listen, is that not what took place? Truly, let me tell you, friend, we are well-married believers, for we are united with God the Son through the covenant of His blood that was shed on that old rugged cross. And we are made His beloved bride. Well, I'll tell you what, even so, come, Lord Jesus. Come take your bride home, Lord, please. And He loves us, let me tell you, He loves you, believer, with an everlasting love that is eternal. And I'll tell you what, it is beyond our comprehension. He even tells us, you know what, I hath not seen, nor ear heard, nor entered into the mind of man the things he has prepared for you who love him, believer. He loves you so much, he said, you can't even comprehend what I've done in store for you because I love you so much. You see, his love, it's beyond our comprehension. His love is so strong that there is, there is nothing that can separate us from the love of God which is found in Christ Jesus. Truly it is well with me, for I am well married to the beloved of my soul who loves me with an everlasting eternal love. We see the Bible talking about this love in Romans chapter number 8. I want to read that. Romans 8, verse 31. Through thirty-nine, what shall we say then? Uh, what shall we then say to these things? If, if God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not His own Son. But delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died. Yea, rather, that is that is risen again. Who is even at the right hand of, of God. Who also maketh intercession. Listen, Christian. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? As it is written, for thy sake, we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that That loved us. (laughs) For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of god which is in christ jesus our lord well i'll tell you what i love that i like that don't you i am well married Not am I just married. I am married to the beloved of my soul, the one who loves me with an everlasting love, a love that even goes beyond our human comprehension. And so I can say, yes, it shall be well with the righteous. I'm well fed. He satisfies every longing need of my hungry, thirsty soul. I am well clothed. Hey, listen, Adam and Eve, they needed a covering, did they not? Well, Jesus provided that covering, friend. And he granted us those garments of salvation. He granted us those robes of righteousness. Amen. I am well clothed. It is well with my soul. I am well housed for God, my my Lord, my Savior. He is my fortress. He is my refuge. He is my strong habitation. And I am in him, safe in him just as Noah was safe in that ark. Number four, I am well married, for I have been a spouse to Jesus Christ, the beloved of my soul, my Lord, my Savior, and my blessed Redeemer, and He loves me with an everlasting love, a love which goes beyond the comprehension of man, a love which cannot be broken, a love which, which nothing can hinder, which nothing in this old world can change. Praise God. It is well with my soul. Number five. I am well provided for. Listen friend. As a Christian. I know that the Bible talks of God as my heavenly father. He, He loves me as a loving father. loves his dear child. He treats me that way. He is my heavenly father. He also, as we just talked about, he is my loving bridegroom. He tr- treats me as a, as a loving bridegroom would dote on his beloved bride who he's going to take to himself. And also he loves me as a shepherd loves and tenderly cares for his sheep. All of these relationships, they, they demonstrate that he, he cares for and he provides for me because I belong to him. You turn over to Psalms in chapter number 23. This is a a text which all of you are familiar with. Probably some of you even know this by heart. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He, He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk and i will dwell in the house of the lord forever do you notice how all the all the tender care that's talked about there his tender tender care he provides those green pastures those still waters he he restores my soul. He, he leads me in the paths of righteousness. That's in the right way, and in, in the godly way. And listen, friend, even in those dark days, those days of the valley of the shadow of death, listen, I find out that my precious beloved Jesus, he is, he is still there right beside me, guiding me, leading me all the way, loving me, comforting me. Listen, friend, I am well provided for. For the Lord is my shepherd, and I what shall not want. (laughs) Truly, I can say it is well with me. For he has well taken care of me as his own dear child, as his bride, and as his sheep. Thank you, Jesus. So we've seen five things this morning. It shall be well with the righteous. Why? I'm well fed. He supplies and satisfies my every need of my longing soul. I'm well clothed. i have traded in those those filthy rags of self-righteousness for the, the blessed robes of His righteousness, for the garments of His salvation. I am well housed. I dwell in God, my Savior. I dwell in Him as Noah dwelt in the ark. I am well married, for I am a spouse... That Jesus Christ, the blessed Redeemer, and he is the beloved of my soul, I am well provided for, for the Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not want. And I want you to notice lastly this morning, I am well endowed, I am well endowed. 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse number 4. says here, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you. Don't you like that, believer? Guess what? Heaven is my home. And I possess all spiritual blessings. I possess all spiritual riches in Christ Jesus. Through Jesus, listen, I've been made a child of the King. Through Jesus, I enjoy life eternal and joy unending in heaven forevermore. The streets of gold, the gates of pearl, the crystal river, the tree of life. But most of all, the Son of righteousness who is the light thereof is all mine. You see, everything that is mine in this old world, guess what? I can lose it, can't I? My house could be taken away, it could be burned, it could be wrecked in a tornado, just like uh, some families down in the southern part of America have recently. My car could easily be destroyed or taken away, my money could disappear real fast, my possessions could be gone. Guess what? My freedom could be taken from me. My family, even, could be lost, just as Job's was. It's a possibility. But listen, friend, what I have in Jesus Christ, it is mine forever and ever and ever. It can never, ever be taken away, for it is forever settled in heaven, amen. And so truly, I can say, It is well with me. It is well. It is well with the righteous. Is it well with you? Can you honestly say this morning, it's well with me? Or is maybe something amiss? You know, the Bible says there's no peace to the wicked. Maybe it's because you don't have a relationship with God. Maybe it's because you've never truly trusted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. You can't. I mean, you built your life up on that sinking sand, and everything right now seems to be falling apart for you, and so you can't say, it's well with me. Maybe it's time for you to lift your eyes up to heaven and turn your life over to God and let him be the beloved of your soul and say, once and for all, I do, Jesus, and I'm going to follow you, and I'm going to live for you. Raise my hand to heaven and glorify God and say, yes, it is well with me too. (laughs) Maybe you are born again. You say, preacher, I know for sure that I've been born again. I know for sure that I've trusted Christ as my Lord and my Savior. But I'll tell you what, this sure doesn't feel like it's been well with my soul lately. You know what, Christian? Maybe it's because you've forgotten some of what you have in Christ. Maybe you need to reflect on this message for a little while. Maybe you need to stop and, and count your blessings. Amen. Count, stop and just ponder and meditate and think upon all that you have in your blessed Redeemer and Savior, Jesus Christ. Hey, listen, if the Apostle Paul could pray and praise God sitting in shackles after he'd been beaten in the deepest, darkest dungeon and he could say, it is well with my soul. Then guess what I think we can do. Because you know what? Our circumstances are prone to change and we can lose a whole lot of things when we can endure a whole lot of things. But you know what? What we have in Jesus, we can never, ever, ever lose. And so we can say, it is well with my soul. I hope that's your testimony as well. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for the word of God. And I pray that through this message, you'd speak to hearts, God. I pray if there's one out there today and they're just struggling with this, Lord, they've not been born again. They have no peace in their life because they've never genuinely repented and trusted you as Savior. And it is not well with their soul and they know it. Lord, I pray you'd use this message to convict them and to draw them to the place where they would truly and sincerely, once for all, settle this thing and repent and trust you as their Savior. But Lord, I also pray for those that are believers out there listening this morning. Lord, I pray you deal with their hearts and. And Lord, if they they could say, well, it's not really been well with my soul. Lord, I pray that you'd help them, encourage them to stop for just a moment and ponder all that they have in you, that they might be able to raise their hand to heaven and say, you know what? Come what may, no matter what I'm going through, it is well with me uh, because of all that I have in Jesus Christ. Lord, we truly thank you for all that we have in you and it is well with my soul. Lord, I thank you for that. In Jesus' precious name, amen.